What's up, Buds? What's up? BJ, who and Daryl bring to you Buds Watch Wrestling. I'm BJ. I'm Daryl. We watched wrestling. Yep. And we watched a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. And we went to some wrestling. We went to some wrestling and watched it live. Yeah, we did. We've watched some wrestling from an organization I've never watched before. Right. And one that uh, I haven't watched in almost a decade and since almost, Hogan took over. And uh, nothing is none of WWE. So no. No. Uh, let's jump right in. As always, news and rumors. News and rumors. Uh, we're going to start off with some uh, first thing I got is, you know, we all know by now that the all-women's pay-per-view evolution is historic and groundbreaking. Yes. And evolutionary and blah 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 for the wwe it is correct um but there is some contradictions to this uh there are some people out there saying well what about an all-men's pay-per-view blah 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 it's like first off we just got one in saudi arabia yeah second off uh on reddit a user by the name of saint ridley had put together a list of all the wwe pay-per-views that have featured all men. Oh, but there's and no tons women's There's matches. tons of them. I guarantee there are. Tons. Do you want to take a guess at that number? Man, this I wish I knew how many pay-per-views this there is, are. Uh, yeah. This is since 1983. We'll just put that in perspective, at least. So it's all the pay-per-views. So it's, right. It's 35 years. Um, correct. Oh, it's got to be at least like 250. No, not that many. Oh. 118, though. Still ridiculous. 118. And there's been zero all women's, and people are petitioning right. for another all men's pay per view. Yes. Yeah, just get the network for 9.99 and shut your fucking mouth, pieces of shit. Yeah. That, like, if you don't want to watch it, then don't fucking watch it. Exactly. No one's forcing you to. Exactly. I want to watch it because wanna... there's gonna be great women wrestling on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I enjoy the women wrestling. They're fun to watch. Here's uh, my when they're given is, their time. And I, stuff. I like wrestling. Yeah. I don't care if it's two dudes fighting each other, if it's four right. dudes fighting each other, if it's four chicks fighting each That's other, true. if it's two dudes and two chicks fighting each other. I don't give a shit. Yeah, me either. I just want to watch a good wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. It, and yeah, maybe have, it and, and have a match that tells a right. good fucking story. Right, throw in the, some weird characters in there that aren't men or women. It can be intergender, care. it can be Inter- transgender, trans- it can be cross-gender matches. I don't give a yeah, fuck what anything. you call them and how many genders are involved. Just right. put on some good wrestling and yeah. tell you the story in the ring yeah. and we're cool. You could be a goddamn for hermaphrodite for all I care. As long as you can wrestle. You would be a fucking Martian for all I care. That would be dope. I would watch Martian wrestling. be from, I don't know, Alpha Centauri. You could be an Alpha Centaurian and I wouldn't give a shit. That's Unless true. you had like, you know... Four arms and we're at an unfair disadvantage. Then I might have an issue with it. Yeah, but if it was them wrestling each other, well, that's what I'm that's saying. What, yeah. I don't care who's wrestling who, but right. if there's an unfair advantage, and you can't say that women. Yeah, but that would make a good underdog story. That's true. Yeah, you know, that's very valid. For the, for the that's humans, like a, because we would be at a yeah. That actually no, that actually gives you someone to give an underdog story to someone like Braun Strowman who can never be a fucking underdog. Right. Yeah. You bring in fucking. Uh, Goro. Goro, yeah. I was trying to think of it. You knew exactly. Yep. Good job. Because that's exactly yes, what I was thinking. But of. I mean, right. Yeah. You the bring. Point. But you bring in Goro versus Braun Strowman, and yeah, Braun Strowman Braun, could be the underdog. Totally the underdog. Yeah, that's valid. Okay. All right, moving right on. Moving right on. Uh, so we have some contract news in WWE. Mm-hmm. I got three of them here. Um, the first one, and what I think is the biggest, is the big. Uh, Announcements going, rumors going around, uh, 
which has all but been confirmed by PWG, that Matt Riddle is coming to the WWE. Um, they there was a PWG flyer uh, for Riddle's next show there mm. that said that uh, his last match before he goes to WWE. That's literally what it said. So either they're just assuming and throwing it on there, or so it's true. So yeah, is it true? Is it damn true? Let's uh, I got bam. Let's knock one of mine off. This okay, is perfect. Uh, I have a rumor <clears throat> that apparently uh, there's a rumor that started that Matt Riddle had signed with WWE because right. he had to uh, end up no-showing some uh, indie shows rather last minute. Okay. And that led to speculation that he had signed, but mm-hmm. in fact that he had accidentally double-booked himself right. and had to choose to go to one show over the other and right. probably went to the one that paid him more, I would assume. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes and sense. this started the whole rumor that he signed with WWE mm-hmm. and that's not true. Um, I'm just saying. See, when did you see that? I read it today, but I don't know if it was from oh, okay. today. So yeah, because I saw that earlier in the week. Because I was yeah, I was <laughs> going through was a, I was going through a weekly recap of rumors, getting ready for this, and right. came across that one. So but there was more. Like, I was, yeah. Mine was on like Cage Side Seats or okay. something like that. Yeah, because that's one of the places I check out for rumors. Yeah, because I think I do believe because yeah, that so maybe was that was earlier. earlier it's been the contradicted week. then, and I didn't realize. Yeah. But still, um, there's because... both of them, buds. So you can. Mm-hmm. Judge for yourself what yeah. you think might be true, and who knew? maybe both right. of them are. Because, uh, I, well, in addition to it, there's people report. Uh, I do believe it might even be Meltzer is reporting, which again, these are just rumors. Um, but that he received an offer from both New Japan and WWE, and that WWE, New Japan, he can't get high. Right. Period. Right. Um, and for all you buds out there, if you don't know Matt Riddle, he is this generation's RVD. Yeah. And if you don't know RVD, uh, first off, go fucking watch RVD. Second off, he's probably the biggest pothead. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's wrestling Snoop Dogg. He's, and you see, and here's you here's know. funny, I'm going to mention this real quick, because you probably didn't even realize, you didn't even think it needed to be said, but in mm-hmm. case you buds are wondering out there, because... It, if you need to go look him up, you don't know. RVD stands for Rob Van Dam. Yes, it does. Uh, Just so they know. But so I know New, you know yeah. that. But. So New Japan, he couldn't get high at all. WWE. That's, um, that's why he didn't go over with Jeff Cobb as a right. tag team when Cobb went over was right. because he realized he couldn't smoke at all. No. So also, I guess for if you didn't know the backstory behind him, if you know mm-hmm. the wrestler. Matt Riddle was an MMA fighter yes. originally and actually had like two or three matches overturned because of uh, weed, weed in his system. Right. So he quit that. <laughs> and yeah, he was like, well, fuck you guys, I'm out. And I think he tried yeah. Bellator and shit for he might uh, maybe a little bit before he moved on to pro wrestling. Yeah. I don't think WWE would have any idea of what to do with Matt right. Riddle. Um, well, apparently, yeah. Well, we'll see. But we are also bringing in Keith Lee right now. So at least you can have those two fight for a while. Um, ever? Ever. Five, I, four, I could watch this. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> God, also... Like, they got Thatcher, whatever they're calling him now. Mm-hmm. They got... Matt, if they get Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, mm-hmm. like, they're getting the big, big guys that are still out there in the indies. Yeah. There's not many of them left. You still got mm-hmm. Walter out there. Um trying to think of who else is still out there I said Timothy Thatcher yeah he's still out there they signed I mean, uh, the they signed uh, DJ too right 
WWE. And yeah. I forgot about him. So they're just like signing up the big right. dudes right now. And with War Raiders that they signed, War Machine. Yeah, I mean they were a huge tag team. Great. Um, but it, they were saying that WWE's fine just has a fine, right? Um, which I already knew that it was actually more than I expected. Okay, it's actually twenty five hundred dollars a pop. Oh, okay. But the drug tests are still random, so I don't think he's getting popped every week. Okay, you know what I mean. Because so, originally I thought it was five hundred bucks a week. Basically, was what he had. To yeah, pay that's for. what he's tested every week. He pays a five hundred dollar right. fine every week, and that's what it was. See, that's what I read. About RVD when he was doing it. Well, his was would maybe just, a special circumstance, though. But he RVD, was also doing this a decade ago. Well, and, and Ro- yeah, that's true. Cheap, yeah. And RVD was also, though, he was already a legendary performer. Right. And Matt Riddle's not yet. He's still that's young true. in his wrestling career. He could be. Well, he but well yeah, be. from what I read, it this, I think it was Meltzer's report again, but it was, yeah, um, that's company wide. It's twenty five hundred dollars okay, gotcha. a pop. Not except Brock Lesnar. Except Brock Lesnar, he get, he's a part timer. Part timers don't get drug tested. That's what they have said, and that's why Brock Lesnar. You, um, you think if it was Ronda, they'd slam her, or would they sweep it under the rug? Ronda's not a part timer. So you think they actually would? Yeah, she's not a part timer. Okay, I'm, I'm just, just I'm just saying that's she's not considered <clears throat> a part timer. I, I don't think they would. She's considered full timer. We'll see. If it was something. Well, we won't see. I hopefully we won't see. But I don't see Ronda Rousey um, starting to use drugs or something. All of a sudden, no. dude. I mean, first off, to... they're either not drug testing her, so it's not going to be a problem. That, that could also be the case. You're right. Or they are drug testing her, and she's not doing it. I mean, that's the most likely. So, but if they are drug testing her, if they pop her, she's pop. I mean, that's their wellness policy. Period. So yeah, it's their policy, man. Well, I know, but they're. I mean, I guess they did. If punish, Roman, I guess they did punish Roman. I was going to say exactly if Roman got punished, punished, punished in the middle of a yeah. huge bush. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Point conceded. Uh, another rumor mm-hmm. is Nakamura. His contract is expiring in a couple months. I didn't hear that. And there might be interest in, from and to New Japan. I'm not surprised uh, by that. Going back. He's been so misused for mm-hmm. most of the time he's been on the main roster. Yeah. Until his heel turn at Mania. Mm-hmm. But and then even that was poorly executed. And I guess from uh, when he was first interviewed, like when he first came to NXT, in an interview he was said that he um, wanted to go back to New Japan at some point. So whether that point's now or down the road... But, we, yeah, I would love to see a Kenny Omega, Nakamura, Wrestle Kingdom fucking main event. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, or Nakamura versus Okada now. Both of them give them their time. Dude, I'm even thinking, like, like even just with him first coming back to get him warmed up, you know, mm-hmm. in New Japan, getting back into the system and stuff. Uh even maybe putting them in like more of their mid card pitcher with like yeah. a, a juice or yeah. a sling blade or something could be fun. Well, and speaking of juice, he was quoted as saying this week that uh, he did never wants to go back to WWE. I don't blame him. I don't either. He was so misused there, and their rosters are so big, he would just get pushed to the side again. He just yep. And he's one of the best promos. In it's the business. happened to too many guys that are too good. Mm-hmm. Look at you know fuck Wade Barrett. Yeah. Uh, Cesaro, mm. uh, Hornswoggle. No, um, 
I don't know. Those are just the two first two that come to mind. Right. Just because those were both big disappointments to me because I was really big fans of Wade Barrett's and Cesaro. At least yeah, Cesaro's still there. Exactly. Barrett doesn't even wrestle these days. Yeah, he's a GM. I don't know. He's doing something with World Sport, but I don't know what. GM. Is he GM in there too? GM or commentator, both. I don't know. Yeah, I saw he was involved. Yeah. Um, speaking of actual pushes, though, people who might be getting a push in WWE, mm-hmm. one Andrade Cien Almas has <laughs> yeah, impressed Vince McMahon. How could he not? I know. Have you, uh, have you looked at the dude? Yeah, and Vince is, is definitely seeing it, what we've seen it. since he debuted with Zelina. That, yeah, he's got, he's that next Rey Mysterio. He's when, when he first debuted on NXT, he looked like he was going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And then they strapped him with this party gimmick thing, mm-hmm. and he lived it. Like and he lived it right. And then they teamed him up with Zelina, and it all changed. And the story's mm-hmm. fantastic. What a great story arc! Oh yeah. And then he and Zelina. Not only does his attitude change in his win streak, but then he starts pulling off these amazing top tier fucking. I mean, literally five star matches. I was gonna say, yeah, the first five star match in a long time, which actually kicked off a little bit of a, a, mm-hmm. a spark for WWE in that yeah. department. Got three of them now already this um, year. But yeah, so I, I hope so. I hope they don't fuck it up. Me too. The worst thing they could do is separate him with Zelina. <sighs> yeah. If they do that, they're fucking dumb as fuck. I mean, they did it to AOP, so and they yeah. took out Paul. So yeah. Um. Also, this week celebrated the two-year anniversary of the brand split. Yeah, I guess it did, didn't it? Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, um, it's been a crazy two years. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> from then until WrestleMania, SmackDown was the A show. Then from that WrestleMania to this WrestleMania, Raw was the A show, and now. <laughs> From then until now, SmackDown is again the A-show. So about 50-50. Huh. You know what's funny? Huh. The Miz made all those changes too. Coincidence that the I A-lister is on so. the A-show? I, I think, think so. so. Speaking of coincidences real quick, just mm-hmm. a quick little segue. Oh. Okay. Do you happen to know what the most watched NXT TakeOver ever was? Um... Yeah, I saw those. You saw this? I saw it. Ciampa tweeted. It was yeah. uh, Brooklyn yes. last year mm-hmm. and Chicago. Well, the most watched was Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, Ciampa was in the match. Right. The most, I think it was highest grossing was Chicago. Okay. okay. But they might be the other way around. Right. But but Chicago was, was a different stat, and he was in the main event of that. The most watched episode of the NXT weekly episodic was the one that we reviewed earlier this week. Yeah. And the main event was Aleister Black versus Tommaso Ciampa. Right. Because he's the greatest motherfucking wrestler in the world, bitches. Right. Suck it. Yeah, <clears> okay. But he's a dick and a horrible person. Ran over. Um, yeah. On the news and rumors more. I just wanted to... Yeah. I, I remembered that from earlier and it was true and dope. That's good. And even if it's not true, then false news. So... Uh, Tama Tonga and Roman Reigns have been uh, talking some shit back and forth on Twitter this week. Yes, they saw have. That. I did uh, see this. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I want to see this match so bad. I know it'll never fucking happen. Probably never. But God 
damn, I want to see this match. I kind of took it a little bit farther. Um, I want to see, like, Firing Squad versus S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I got you now, don't I? You're hooked. Right? Let's right in. Tama, Fale, uh-huh. and Loa. That's who I was thinking. Tango. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That would be amazing. Versus Seth Dean and Roman. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And um, I mean, Shield Roman's best Roman, so. Oh, always. He's, that guy gets cheered. If Vince could just let Roman go to All In to face Tama Tonga, I'd be the happiest boy alive. Um, the only thing that could top it, it is... Would, it would be good for Roman Reigns, I think, mm-hmm. because it would give those indie fanboys a little yeah. less ammunition on Roman, because right. I guarantee he'd put on a good match, and he could... Yeah. Show them like, hey, bitches, I really can go. I'm just stuck doing this stupid thing that they're telling me to do. Yeah. But I can go, because he can. We know. We've seen him do right. it. The guy can wrestle. Oh, I know. He's just phoning. He's he's face Randy Orton right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's who he is. Yeah. Just he just for don't give a to, shit to do something. To do something real and be a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they need to move away from the heel face thing. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not black and white anymore, and they're still trying to make it black and white like that. Right. But then everything they do is not black and white. Right. Like nine jacks. I get it. Yeah. Well, they just need to make it less twisty turning, I guess. I don't know. Um, so now we'll get into some reality show news. Uh, the commercial for the Total Divas finale. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I remember being on, but... If I, you get a chance to go watch it, go watch like it. Like the Total Divas finale? No. Yeah. I, the one I'm thinking of, I think I caught... I mean, I wasn't paying attention, but it was on was the Total Bellas one, but... It might be Total Bellas. Okay. Yeah. But... Or no, it's the premiere of Total Be- Total Divas. Okay. No, That's I did not see this one. I don't um, think I have seen it. They keep saying that the Divas are all in, and... Like, it all revolves them being... Oh, I did see somebody asking, I think, Cody, what he thought of all the all-in references WWE was making, Mm -hmm. and he was indifferent to it and didn't really give a shit, so... Yeah. Uh, The Bucks had commented on it. Maybe it was the Bucks, then. Well, the Bucks had commented on it, and then the Bellas replied, that's what we thought, too. And I think he replied that, like, emoji with the big eyes or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the first one. Right. So. Nice. That's awesome. mm -hmm. Um, And then, as we spoke a little bit in the last episode, I'm just going to end my part with this. Um, We had the debut of The Miz and Mrs. uh, on USA right after SmackDown Live Tuesday night. And I didn't watch it right after SmackDown. I had school, whatever. Um, But... I did watch it on Wednesday, and I kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The Miz is a fun guy to watch. Like, he had me laughing quite a bit. Um, the whole scene that they've been showing on that same commercial for fucking yeah. months yeah. of him getting naked for the photo shoot. Photo shoot for the nude photo shoot. Hilarious. Because they don't show what, like, happened. Right. But she said... She called and he was driving and it kind of cut out and oh. she couldn't tell what she said. And he said, uh, <clears throat> she told him it was an applied nude photo shoot. 
and like cut out on the implied part. So he that's why he thought it was a nude. And he showed shoot, up nude. And he showed up naked. And I can tell you <clears throat> that I don't think I would have the confidence to just walk into a room naked for a photo shoot with a bunch of strange people. Yeah. Well, he got there, and he asks, or she's like, "Are you going to go get ready?" And he's like, are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, go get ready. Like, you're already late. Go. Let's do this. And he's like, uh, okay. Oh, okay. That's awesome. And then he, yeah, he strips down and (laughs) says, fuck it. And walks out. It was really funny. So it's not like Um, overwhelmingly reality show-ish? No. Cheesy and garbagey? No. Like, it. It feels more like... I don't need all that drama shit in my fucking life. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's going to be that. It's more of the... It's just the story of them. Okay. There's no drama to be had except for... I mean, they're going to have the baby this season. I'm not talking the about few that other th- Right, it, but like, there's no... Yeah, no bickering, no... Fight. I mean, unless something happens between them in the course of this, which I hope not. So it's going to feel real, I guess, is what you're, what you're saying. It's yeah. going to feel real. If they get in an argument, it's going to feel like it's a legit argument, right. not a scripted for TV. Yeah, because they seem like one of the happiest couples ever in this. I mean, they have fun together. They're... Just, I don't know, they're both entertaining people to yeah, watch. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I've got a couple things here as well this week, uh, news and rumors wise. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer writes that Ring of Honor has been trying to get CM Punk booked for the uh, MSG show next year during WrestleMania weekend. Um, but apparently, CM Punk has told everybody close to him that he doesn't have any interest in doing pro wrestling. He's so soured from the WWE experience that he doesn't even want to deal with it. Yeah. So, that's a. I mean, it does. I get his point, though, because if he does one, more people are going to start asking. And that's. I think that's what he wants to avoid. Yeah. If he just keeps seeing, you know, it's just not a one off appearance. That's the problem. It's, I also think CM Punk doesn't strike me as a guy to live in the past. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I did that. Let's move on. I did MMA. I, right. I tried. I failed, but I tried. At least I can say I gave it my best shot twice. Right. And now I'm going to move on. And he's going to put it behind him and move on to whatever his next endeavor is going to be is I how hope, I feel about I it. I hope his next endeavor is writing a book. I do hope at some point he does come back to the wrestling world. I, I mean, think I do too. Just, I'm not going to like, I know he's he can do what he wants, but... I'm still a little bit salty on the way he walked out. Yes, on the that's, fans. Yeah, that's that's. Like, my I am still thing. a little bit salty about that, but that's all. The I, fans don't give a shit. All if I he ever came wanted, back, we'd forgive him instantly. Yeah, you know that. I know. We forgive I've everybody wanted, else. All I've ever wanted is a proper goodbye. You just come back. Give yeah, us you don't have to rest. We'll just come and yeah. cut a promo and say. Right. You know, I walked out on I, I walked out on the company. I didn't mean to walk out on the universe. Right. So to all the people that have supported me over the years, I appreciate it. But I'm done with wrestling. That's a past chapter of my life. I'm moving on. Peace out, bitches. Yeah. And life's good. Right. Um so rumor that I almost shared in the last episode but decided to keep back. Okay. Um announced that a or I'm sorry, that an already announced SummerSlam match is very likely to change. And that match, oddly yes. enough, is Ziggler versus Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. Yes. I did see this also. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it on mm-hmm. two or three different sites. That's why I didn't quote a site. And so that one seems like that's pretty possible of a couple different places. Yeah. Although it was old enough, though, it could have been one place quoted it and the others picked it up. So I... What do you think happens there? That's what I'm... I don't know. Either. 
four way, five way. Can I tell you what I want? Hmm. You know Ambrose? Yeah, but I think I think you have Ambrose cost Rollins the match, and then that's the feud you go into. You don't announce Raw. You have Ambrose show up in surprise. And as, a surprise, at yeah. Because at this point, there's no point in bringing him. And we maybe they're doing weeks. that. Maybe they're doing that in another match though, and they don't want. They don't like to do the same thing twice in pay per view unless it's like stupid shit like a roll up or something. Yeah. yeah. Eh, regardless, uh, the Observer notes that. Um, Advertisings that Rand, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman are all missing some house shows this weekend. There's no word or reason why, but mm-hmm. just a point to note. Uh, it's probably nothing to be honest with you. Yeah, it's probably coincidence. Time off. Yeah, they all you probably know, had their own various things going on that right. weekend. Needed a weekend off. Birdie's getting her shots, and Braun's got some fucking steaks to eat. And, and Randy needed someone to feed his snakes. Right. Uh, yeah, he didn't have anyone to watch his snakes. And Apparently, WWE is currently looking to do another Starcade show this year, and they're likely going to do it around the same place and time as last year. Okay. So that could be fun. It was fun last year. So mm-hmm. Starcade? Starcade. Star when did they do Starcade? Uh, oh, the in North Carolina, the Ric Flair Appreciation yes. Night, blah, blah, blah. blah. It was yeah, apparently a I good just, time. And yeah. I just wish it was televised. Maybe we'll be this year if they're cool. going to do it another time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Kenny Omega is actually working injured. He apparently has a, it's small, but a small fracture in his heel. Yeah, um, I saw he did, and someone, uh, Juice, I think, might be, too. I didn't see or that. Or someone. It was someone he faced this past week. Okay. Because they both had an injury at mm. the same time. It's Juice's hand. He's got that cast on. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Juice's hand and his foot. So they fought each other. Yeah. And which did you see the promo uh, afterwards? Juice cut one of the best fucking promos because he hasn't won a match yet. Okay. And um, so he come. He lost to Kenny. Gotcha. Obviously. I'm actually way behind on G1. I am too. I watched night one and two, and I you're farther than I am. Yeah. I haven't finished night one yet. Um, it's Minecraft's fault. Yeah, I'll talk about that later. Uh, it's not for right now. That's fine. So we, yeah. So, but he comes out and he's like, you know, Kenny's the best in the world, and I want to be the best in the world. I need to work my ass off and you know get better. I've lost three fucking matches, and and that's three title defenses, right? And he's like, yeah, that's what he's like. I'm going to have a busy fucking fall. I'm going to have a busy winter. I might have a busy spring. He's like, right now I have three people that I have to defend, defend this belt against. Time. And, you know. Did he call it a belt? I don't remember. I was just curious. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Because I doubt on. that's frowned upon in New Japan. Because it's literally a fucking yeah. belt. And they recognize the fact that it's literally a fucking belt. Right. Right. Just saying. Yeah, it's the definite. <laughs> yeah. The, the definition of a belt. Right. Um, but yeah, so it was a really good fucking promo. I'll have to, well, I plan on checking out most of the G1 stuff yeah. anyways. Like, I'll probably like skip some I matches here yeah. and there. But I think what I'm going to do, I want to watch the G1 tournament stuff. I'm going to skip all the... Other matches? Other matches. Unless it's something Unless that really some, sticks yeah. out. Yeah, or a title match later on. The, in the only tournament. problem with that is like a lot of the time they set up storylines through those earlier matches for tomorrow night. And I'll definitely watch the entire end of it, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I figure we'll watch that together yeah. at some point. 
All right, well, we're going to talk about my first ever Impact slash TNA pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. watched anything. I've watched a couple matches from there. Right. Uh, most of which when they had the six-sided ring. Yes. Um, in the early days of the the program, yeah. as I understand. And I mean, I used to watch, I just figured like two, three years back, uh, when I first started watching WWE, I watched, I'd say I watched WWE for about a year, and then I found out about Impact. And started watching that. TNA at the time. Yeah, yeah. And started watching that, um, and then... This the literally the week after Hogan and Bischoff took over, I quit watching. I watched that first show with them. It was shit, and I'm like, I'm done because it was so fucking bad. I'm assuming they showed up probably shortly after their uh, guaranteed WCW money ran out. Um, no, because both had showed up on WWE by this point. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I always thought they did TNA first and then WWE. I didn't realize they were doing it. Fair enough, then. Hey, today I learned, guys. Check that out. Yeah, let's see here. Um, okay, yeah, because this was 2010. Okay. Fair so enough, I probably watched from like 2008 to 2010. I got my time frames all messed up on that one, then. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, um, yeah, moving right along, though, let's, uh, we're going to talk about Slammiversary and. Mm-hmm. Just to start things off here, let me just start off by saying I was highly impressed. I was too. Beginning to end, this was a fantastic card. Um, no single match really lost my interest. Uh, the pacing of it was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. A lot of the matches were, all the matches were solid. Yeah, there wasn't. A lot of them told really good stories. Mm-hmm. Um I guess let's jump in and start breaking them down individually. Yeah. Got uh, the cards here. Yeah, the first match of the night was our uh, international <clears throat> fatal four-way match. Yes. for With Johnny Impact, uh-huh. who you might also know as uh, John, John Morrison, Morrison. From the WWE. Yeah. Um, Johnny Mundo? Is John, that his other name? Johnny, yeah, Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. That's what I thought. Uh, John... He had one more. Yeah, I can't think of yeah, it. Anyways, uh, the, also in that match was Bone mm. Soldier Ishimori. Yep. Um, Phoenix. Yep. And replacing the injured Rich Swan is Petey Williams. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who he is. I did not know Petey right. Williams before um, this match. Yeah. And I did. I actually saw Petey Williams at a local church basement fucking uh, gym mm-hmm. back in... Yeah, 2009, somewhere in there. When I was watching TNA, somewhere in there. uh, I watched him versus Shark Boy. Okay. In, yeah, in this tiny little gym, 50 people. Uh, Hell of a match, too. And so was um, this. Yes. This match was, this Mm -hmm. is how you start off fucking pay-per-view. It is. This is, uh, you know, this is a Dolph Ziggler quality opening pay-per-view match. This was fucking fantastic. Really fucking And, I mean, they were hitting every move you can think of. I saw Mm -hmm. things as simple as, like, drop kicks, and Williams had fucking a dope drop kick, man. His drop kick was really nice. Yeah. Um, But, like, there was leg sweeps. There were springboard drop kicks. There was backflips. There was dives. There was, I mean, moonsaults and neckbreakers and Canadian destroyers. There wasn't a, a dull moment. No, match. it didn't stop. There was nonstop action from beginning, which is what TNA was supposed to be to start with, and that's what this match was the embodiment in TNA, in my opinion. Like, yeah. 
if this is what TNA is becoming or what Impact, Impact. is now, their Impact is finally what TNA wanted to set out to be in the first mm-hmm. place. They were getting there. This new management team is getting re- things right. Yeah, this reminded me of when I watched before. They were good matches. I'm and to that, the point where I'm considering buying their next show again mm-hmm. just off the strength of Slam Anniversaries. Yeah. I mean, we'll obviously see the card if they're going to throw in. You know, yeah. But at the end of the day. Um, in charge now, though. Yeah, at the end of the day, though, Impact hit Phoenix with a super kick and mm-hmm. then his uh, Starship pin to pick up the win. Starship pain. Pain, sorry. Starship pin. I wrote it down as pain. Nice. The note says pain. I shouldn't say I wrote it down. This right. isn't my note, but... I was going to say, yeah. Pain. Because I'm pretty sure you're using the same list. Probably. Yeah. There's. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then after that, we had Tessa Blanchard mm-hmm. versus Allie. Well, first, can we go to this... Uh, the backstage The backstage thing? promo, okay. yeah. because these were really good. Like, mm-hmm. for us not knowing anything much going into this it helped fill us in on what's really going mm-hmm. on why there's conflict between yeah. these groups of organi- these groups of guys I guess yeah it was because yeah. they were having a street of what do they call it 51 something 5150 5150 street fight 50, yeah street fight um, it was a street fight that's what I don't it was know like why it was called 5150 yeah, it was a street either. fight it probably means something probably um, but and, yeah it was the OG mm-hmm. um, yeah Versus the new, uh, what are they? What are they called? I can't remember. We'll get to it because it's here somewhere. I know. Um, and Conan was with him. Yeah, with the uh, Ortiz and what's well, the other guy's name? The OGs or Homicide LAX, and Hernandez? That's what it is. Yeah, Homicide and Hernandez is the OGs, and Correct. Santana and Ortiz. Santana, thank you. Is the other, is the new ones and Conan's. Yeah trying to teach these new guys like he did Homicide and Hernandez. See, and that's the thing, because I was back in the day, he those was were the them. guys who I watched. Right. He was with Homicide and he Hernandez. He was originally one of the OGs. And right. They didn't need Because he was, he was doing with Homicide and Hernandez what he is is doing now with, with Santana yeah, and Ortiz. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so... That's, that's cool. It was it a good is. story. I like that, yeah, I mean, too. Right, yeah, and this is something, you know, it's kind of 10 years you know about 10 years that right which is awesome so then we get a women's match mm-hmm. uh, Tessa Blanchard versus Allie that was a good match too Allie <coughs> she's I mean I know she's a wrestler and she's trying to be tough and stuff but she's just adorable mm-hmm. like she is just an adorable she looking woman yeah her eyes are gorgeous and yeah mm-hmm um, but a hell of a match. Tessa Blanchard's always a good time. That fucking co-breaker that Allie did towards the end of the match. Mm-hmm. That was fucking sick, dude. Yeah. That was dope. Super sick. I've been wanting to see this Allie chick. She was on Jericho's podcast uh, oh, a while back. I didn't know that. And it wasn't just her. There was... Um, Joey Janela's what comes to mind, but I don't think it was Joey Janela. But anyways, mm. there was a couple short ones. Or... No, 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 no. It was her and like somebody else on at the same time. With mm. it's actually three people. I okay. Think, at some point. Okay. I think it's whoever she's dating or married to or whatever. Who's also wow. a wrestler. Okay. I think that's how it started. But anyways, um, I that's the first I'd heard of her and really gained my interest and mm-hmm. was like to see her finally and then see that she's excellent was kind of cool yeah so that was neat yeah 
But yeah, Tessa ends up picking the winner up. Um, right, I've seen Blanchard plenty of times. Yeah. But yeah, she picks up the win with the Hammerlock DDT. Yeah. And we get a quick interview mm-hmm. backstage with Moose. Mm-hmm. He is going to have a world championship match later this evening. I wasn't super impressed, but it, I mean, it wasn't bad at the same time, no. though. But it did what it needed to do. Right. You know? I've got a match with Austin Aries for the world championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, apparently that's all I needed to know about the match, and it really kind of was at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah. it was effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, this made my day. How's a hardcore rules match between like Eddie Edwards and the fucking legend himself, Tommy motherfucking Tommy, 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 Tommy and Dreamer. Tommy, Tommy. Tommy Dreamer. Um, yeah, is, House of Hardcore is a hardcore match. match. That's all it is. Yeah. But it was well. Uh, House of Hardcore is his wrestling. Yes, promotion. that's his promotion too. That Tommy Dreamer owns. Yes, um, which I think we've talked about on here before. I'm pretty sure we have at least uh, once. Yeah, but it was this is this was a fucking hardcore match. I'm just amazed like, that Tommy Dreamer can still do this shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they brought in a staple gun, which was just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, there was blood early the in this shots. match. Yeah, super early. Did not take long. Uh, Ed, Edwards no. was bleeding first. Mm-hmm. It did not take long at all. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Tommy Dreamer was trying to light a table on fire to put yeah. to put Edwards through it. And Edwards poured instead... Some, uh, poured some lighter fluid Yeah, this pure... Well, you could tell it was, it was water. Totally it was so water. water. <clears throat> but uh, Edwards stopped him with a low blow. And then uh, mm-hmm. the Boston Knee Party, which is a dope move name. That is a dope uh, move To win move the match. Name. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And gave him, uh, passed on the kendo stick. Dreamer passed on the kendo stick to Edwards. Yeah, it's like a passing, passing in the, the torch, torch kind of moment mm-hmm. to Edwards. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, I enjoyed um, that. They cut backstage to Matt Seidel speaking about his X Division title defense against Brian Cage tonight. So, yes. and then that leads us directly to that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Cage, Matt Seidel for the X Division yeah. Championship match. Uh, Matt Seidel, also a former WWE. Superstar. Yes. yes. Uh, he's been Matt Seidel so long, I can't remember what he was in WWE. I wasn't watching, so he I was can't also He was also in that, like, few episodes of the show that they did on MTV. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was one of the originals in that. Oh, okay. Because they did that. I, what was it? I can't remember what that was called. Uh, but yeah, MTV thought they were going to do this fancy wrestling show. Gotcha. I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah. This was another good match, too. Very good. Um, I'm not super familiar with, with Brian Cage's in ring work, Mm-mm. but he was impressive and um, actually ended up winning the X Division champion with his, I assume, finisher move, which they called the Drill Claw. Yeah, um, usually if it has like a dope name, it's a finisher it's or a finisher. signature move. Right? Like Drill Claw. That's pretty yeah, good. and then they go backstage to interview uh, Austin Aries, where he's putting the title again on the line against Moose. So we've had both interviews with both those competitors. Mm-hmm. Then it's time for the Knockouts Championship match, which for you buds not in the know is their women's championship. That's right. what they yeah, call they it. Yeah, they call Knockouts. And uh, the champion, Sue Young, with some undead bridesmaids, mm-hmm. uh, defended the championship against Madison Rain. This was actually probably my least favorite match on the card yeah the i like it was it was more about the theatrics yes of it than the story of yes, it which i did like that aspect of mm-hmm. it it's just the match itself it was the weakest i wish i knew more background 
of all this. No, stuff. they did not do a good job on this um, of giving us any need background. Watch, we didn't even get like a video package really explaining right. very much of what was going on to, in this view. I think we need to go watch because I think this all stemmed from like the um, the rosemary stuff. It seems that way to me. And I I know bits and pieces, but I don't I, I don't know enough to Same. understand what is happening Same. here. Yep. The theatrics were really cool. Mm-hmm. So Young's entrance was pretty dope with all the bridesmaids and like the blood and like whatever's going on there. Red mist, I yep. guess, is what they like to call Red it. Mist, but yeah. it looks like blood. I will say the ending was really, really cool. She pulls out mm-hmm. this like bloody looking rubber glove or whatever and puts yeah. it on and locks in the fucking mandible claw. Yeah. And of course Madison passes out and mm-hmm. uh Sue throws her in the coffin and stands on top of it with the championship. Yep. And I do believe that they said that's how she ended Rosemary, too. Yeah, so I think did. they said something along so, those lines. Yeah. And then we go backstage with Conan trying to get Santana mm-hmm. and Ortiz pumped up right. for the street fight. Yeah, again, this was just another pretty good video, mm-hmm. you know, uh, promo backstage and or yeah, well, Conan, in their little Conan apartment. Conan thing. still cuts a good promo these days, mm-hmm. and apparently Santana and Ortiz are pretty good in that department, too. Yeah. So um, um, Then we get the street fight itself after that. Mm-hmm. Um, Another good fucking street fight. Yeah, it was just a hardcore match too. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, but um, yeah, it was still pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Thumbtacks, we got thumb some thumbtacks in there. Yeah, um, the thumbtacks were nuts at the very end. Yeah, because yeah, I was gonna say at the very end, top fucking, splash and mm-hmm. fucking thumbtacks and the thumbtacks, and, and then uh, Conan ends up getting attacked. Yep, and and LAX retains the tag champions. Right, but yeah. OG's attack Conan from behind. Right. Um, and he gets fucking slammed on the tax. Yeah. And, oh, yep. Conan's too old to be doing that shit, man. Yeah. I mean, apparently he's not because he did it, but yeah. he seems like he's too old for that shit. He, he looks like he's having trouble getting around a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's... Yeah. Yeah. He um, did. Uh, he's His age is showing. But he wrestled for a long time. I was going to say, yeah. Too. I mean, he, he's been wrestling for... 30 closing years, on 30 years. Sure, right? Yeah. And after that, we go backstage to uh, OVE, where Sammy Callahan is kind of cutting mm-hmm. his promo for his hair versus match, ma- mask match uh, against Pentagon Jr. Pentagon Jr. Pentagon um, Jr. here. Not the, everywhere. The OVE here. segment mm-hmm. reminded me of kind of like a modern take on the old NWO promos when it mm-hmm. was just Hogan Hall Nash Bischoff. Yeah. Like the early, early days before there was 850 people. In the NWO. Yeah. But then that led to that match, Sammy Callahan versus mm-hmm. Pentagon Jr., and right. what a fucking dope match. <clears throat> yeah. This was basically another just goddamn hardcore match, but done very well. Very well. And told a story because <clears throat> Callahan's been trying to get this mask off of Pentagon. Yes. And he's doing everything he can to get this fucking thing off of him. Yep. And there's fucking spikes getting put into people's faces. And he licks the one after he like pokes yeah. it, jams it in his head and shit, and he like licks it. Yeah. Um. There was one scene that I really liked, and it barely hit him. But all right, so a little history. Uh, a few months ago, maybe around Romania time, mm-hmm. there was Eddie Edwards versus yeah. Sammy Callahan, yep. and Sammy Callahan had a baseball bat, and there was a, and he put a chair on Eddie Edwards' face. Yeah. He went to go swing the bat, slipped off, 
Yeah, and hit the and edge of the chair and slipped and right. hit him right in the fucking face. Right. Like full force. Broke, yeah, broke his orbital socket, whatever. Yeah. Um, fucked him up pretty good. So in this match, Pentagon has Callahan bent over like fucking doggy style, basically. Yeah. And he has the spike in his head and the baseball bat, and he goes to hit him and he misses the fucking spike and hits Callahan in the face. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of what you get, man. Carmen. And it barely hit him, but... And then he pulls it back, and he actually hits the spike, and it makes a pretty fun uh, little sound there. I will. Good times. I will say, for Callahan, mm-hmm. the way he handled after the Edwards mm-hmm. thing to get all the heat on him that he got was mm-hmm. fucking genius. Oh yeah, for sure. Fucking genius, for sure. man! Just to get all that heat on for him. Sure. There were people legit pissed off at him, like mm-hmm. never going to support him again, and I'm like. I'm over accident. here like, you know what? Yeah, he didn't apologize for it, but that's mm-hmm. if you'll get heat. Right. I like that. Right, and you know Eddie understands. This isn't some kind of fucking, like, this isn't and a Mike I, Elgin situation. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised since it was... Oh, no, I'm sure there was a, has actually said something to it, him. I mean, even a... My bad, dude. And Edwards is, you know, not making a big deal out of it because he realizes right. that Callahan's using his character work as exactly. well. It's, you know... Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. If you if something happens on accident, if you can't fucking run with it and get either over in a good way or a bad way, then you don't belong now, in this Now, I will business. I will say though in all defense, Callahan probably should have double checked the placement of the chair before he just Oh, yeah. he just kind of glanced and went for No, it. I know. And but yeah. I do understand that, but Well, I meant the for the buds, the not for oh, you. Okay. Yeah, for the buds to understand yeah. if they might not know the whole situation that that it's not just, you know, there's, there's, right. It goes both ways, I guess. Um, yeah, he gets his head shaved. Oh yeah, Callahan ends up losing. Pentagon wins. Um, yeah, you know that's how most of these go, unless you're WCW in 1997. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that's. I mean, that's how how it always goes because mm-hmm. WCW is like the only time ever you lost that you saw luchas lose their masks. Right. That doesn't no. unless someone's retiring. I would assume. Like, right. I would see. Yeah, I could see I, that happen. Actual in lucha, like yeah, like down in Triple A, whatever, stuff, wherever. They, right. Yeah. Yeah, you do mask um, versus mask, which is basically a retirement match. And, and then before the main event, they announced um, the Bound for Glory pay per view. Yes. On October. Yes. Is that their next pay per view? Do they only do a couple a year? Yeah, they cut down because they were up there, but they're just not making the money. No, I get it. I was just curious. Seats. That kind of yeah, sucks. I gotta wait all the way until October for another one. Um, makes it more special though. That's true. Then we don't have to spend that much money. <laughs> That's true. We don't have to pay for it every month. Right. But then, I mean, then they got that time to build a card. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. That's true. That was a good card. I'd be willing to wait the time for that. That's one right. of the reasons NXT has such a dope card for takeovers because they've got roughly three months to build that card. Right. Um, then the world championship match, mm-hmm. Austin Aries defending against Moose. Yep. Um, this was my least favorite men's match on the card. Yeah. Um, I like, I really like Austin Aries. Mm-hmm. I was not as impressed with, with Moose as some of the other matches I've seen him wrestle. Yeah. I don't want to say he was bad because he wasn't, right. but. They just didn't seem to have. Chemistry. The best chemistry. Yeah, yeah they didn't mix well, but, um. I mean, Austin Aries ends up, took him a couple brain busters to finish it. Two, I think. He had one on the floor and then another one in the ring, if I remember right, to finish him off. Yes. And Aries defended. Um, and like I said, again, this is uh, better than every WWE pay-per-view I've watched this year. Like all of them, every single one. The only... 
And I've seen some New Japan stuff this year better. New Japan shows better. But mm-hmm. that's it. Um, but my final takeaway, I guess, is my first time is, um, you know, from where the product supposedly was before and it is now, it's quite clear that the new management really does have impact moving in a, in a good direction. Yes. Um, I understand that they do Twitch their shows out. Um, mm-hmm. So I might check out some just normal weekly shows here and there as I have some free time available between now yeah. and Bound for Glory. And yeah, it was my first, but it will not be my last. I will definitely give uh, Impact another chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, this is my first time in eight years watching them. Um, so I agree. I'm... We I don't remember if I said this to you personally or if this was on the pod, but um, I said... Uh, before we watched it, they got one chance, and to I prove think you just said that again. to me personally. I okay. think that was just I you and I chatting. Yeah. Okay, so before I should yeah. think we were sitting on my front porch when we had that conversation. Yeah. And, and yeah, my and thought was, yeah, I gave them one chance, and um, they succeeded, and they, they did. They actually over-delivered mm-hmm. my levels of expectation. Yeah, you know, I expected that fatal four way to be fantastic because mm-hmm. all four guys involved. Um, I knew the uh, X division match was going to be pretty solid. I wasn't too concerned about that one. And, yeah, like I said, the whole card ultimately, even the matches that I said weren't my favorites were good matches. Yeah. So, um, so next up, we're going to talk about, we went uh, just here yesterday, our time, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to a local promotion in, in Cleveland we've talked about before, known as Absolute Intense Wrestling. Yes, or AIW for and short. And we watched... Um, Absolution 13 mm-hmm. is the name of the show. and Yeah, it seemed I, like it was their mania-type big card. It's their big show, apparently. It's their yeah. big one is what it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And um, we were front row. Yeah, We had us and seats. We shared a couple videos and stuff on our Twitter accounts, as we mm-hmm. said in the last episode. And we'll throw those out to you guys at the at the end if you yeah. want to check us out on Twitter. Uh, we'll get you all the, all the hookups there okay. for how to get... In touch with that and shit. Correct. But um, we're just gonna kind of run through the card real quick mm-hmm. here, just briefly, just since you guys aren't gonna know, but right. who all these people are. Um, but just some brief oversights, or just I guess our takeaways from the match, yeah. real quick. So I guess BJ's got the card up. We'll let you run through I got it. Most of it. Um, the only thing that's not on here was the thing that. Uh, wait, what? A, yeah, one of the multi-man matches I opened. Know. That one's not on. Here. It was the eight-man? That opened, I right. think. Right. Was that the one with Delaney? No. No, Delaney was in... Was this the first one? Yes. Yeah, was it? Yeah. No. Yeah, because it had that Trey Miller kid or whatever it was in it who... Yeah, but I didn't think... No, that wasn't the first one. There was another multi-man match right total. at the beginning. There was three total. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I don't remember. Because there was two regular tag matches and then... Three big multi-man matches. Yes. There was a ten-man, an eight-man, one and on one match. Whatever. Yeah. So the eight-man I don't have on here, uh, but it was a great way to start the show. Absolutely. They started um, off on a good note. They got us all pumped and ready to mm-hmm. go. It was well done. Yeah. Tons of action. Yep. Um, you know, especially since it was right in front of us. I mean, our guardrails were. It bounced into three, a couple four times feet. throughout the. Yeah. Throughout the match, throughout the or throughout night. the night. Throughout the night. <laughs> and we yeah. actually had one, uh, one of the uh, wrestlers came over yeah. and landed literally like on my wife's feet. Yes. It was pretty awesome. Yes. It was good times. We had a blast. Yeah, we did. Um, and then, our, what was our second match? Second actually, match of the night was 
I'll just, I'll just go through them in whatever okay. order you got them in. Yeah. Okay, so I have the production versus the young studge, which was the guys, the one guy in the face paint, and yes. I don't know, their, can't remember their names individually. That was a yeah. fun match. Um, and our hope is we're going to, I mean, just to like preface this, we don't know many of these guys. We're trying to learn them. Uh, we're going to go more often. Yeah, it's, been, it's our first show, and we, we're going to be back in September. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We already decided we're going to the September show. Correct. So We might not be front row for that one, but um, we're still going to try. I mean, we're going to try if they're I still know. available. Yeah, if they're we still available. I'll be front row weekend. every show we go to for them. Yeah. Um, and we'll probably go like every other month. Yeah. And then we get... a. We also had a 10-man tag match. Uh, this one had Colin Delaney in it. Mm-hmm. If you uh, anyone remembers, he used to be on WWE yeah. a long time ago. Yep. And then he's also showed up twice now. Yes. As uh, local the enhancement local talent. enhancement talent. Yeah. But, but he was with his tag team in, to Infinity and Beyond mm-hmm. in, in this match. Yes, and they were pretty dope. Um, yeah. And they were with this other three man group. And All three of the multi man matches we saw there were the mm-hmm. action just didn't stop because they yeah. were multi man matches. There was no slow points. No. Um, it was uh, there was a lot a lot of dives, a lot of big outside spots, a lot mm. of moon salts off the top to the outside and flips off the top and just all kinds of stuff. It was yeah. dope. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely intense. They had named their organization correctly. They did. Uh, so these okay so the last four I do remember in order so we had uh, the match of the night oh man yes like by far match of the night bad boy Joey Janela versus Tim Dunst for the intense title yep uh, in a ladder match mm-hmm. um, this was probably one of the best matches I've seen live ever ever yeah me too um, at least top Top five, at least. These two men pulled out every stop. Every stop in the match. Yeah. I sent... uh, So I play in a band, and I sent the guys uh, one of the clips of a ladder spot, a double ladder spot with Janela and and Dunst. And the response I got back from our lead guitar player was, uh, that looks painful. Mm Mm-hmm. That was probably the end of the match, I assume. And I said, no, they got back up and wrestled for another 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. And he said back to me, oh, they must have taken it easy after that. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. Um, uh, actually, that was that spot that I sent him was one of the least impactful spots. The most was probably mm-hmm. there was a ramp um, that was even with the stage and yes. the ring that came all the way across like the old like uh, mid-90s w- mm-hmm. WCW stuff. And um, they set a table up between that and the guardrail opposite of us because yes. we were right at the corner where the stage met the ramp or right. the ring met the ramp. We were at the corner of the ring post right there. Like the ring post was literally in my face. Yes. It was awesome. And um, yeah, he went through that table and yeah. Janella did yeah. into the floor. Yeah, Dunst went to throw Janella through it. Janella hit a kick on the way down. Yep. Dunce goes onto the floor. Janela goes through, through the, the fucking table. table. A hell of a spot. It was dope. Um, and then later we had one of the first things that anyone did was Janela set up a ladder or a table upside down. Yes. Uh, between well, the ring and between the, the ring and the guard guardrail. Yeah, on our side. On but our side. Yeah, right by us. And it sat there damn the near whole the match. whole match. 
and then Janelle, then someone, I forget Janelle who actually put the put ladder it. on. Okay, then Janelle put uh, one of the smaller ladders on top of that too. And then he took a fucking back body drop onto, onto it, that. through the ladder. Table did not break. No, but the ladder did. But the ladder did, and onto the floor. Um, they broke three or four ladders throughout this whole match. Yeah. Four. The main one, because if you notice, they were all silver, except for the one which was blue, which was supposed to be the good sturdy one that they used to climb to get the belt. Well, it didn't hold their weight no. either. And it um, buckled. Mainly, and the refs, two refs had to hold this thing up for them yeah. to finish the match, basically. And it was crazy. There was a spot off of that after it broke. Uh, one, or where uh, Dunst was holding on to the... Mm-hmm. Title yeah. and just swinging, swinging there, which was sweet. And then he falls on style. top to on top of all these ups, pile of chairs pile that are like upside down, stacked yeah. upside down and shit. Like He's he like, lost an eye or a had butthole. a table or yeah. a chair leg up his ass. He could, yeah, he could like punctured his colon from mm-hmm. that shit. Like something um, serious, like serious damage. Yeah. I mean, really, he could have had. Well, there was one yeah. of the chairs I watched a rubber leg fall off the foot, and mm-hmm. they could have cut a hold of his stomach or his throat right. or fucking anywhere man he got lucky on that one that was that that was was the one spot that made me uncomfortable was Mm -hmm. those upside down chairs it made me uncomfortable right when they when joey started putting those chairs upside down yeah yeah. like i'm just like this is not a good idea guys (laughs) i mean do this it was my wife started freaking out when she um which she wasn't supposed to see but she caught the ref slipping uh a razor blade that wasn't this one wasn't it no Oh no, you're right. You're right. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's actually the next match. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I'm so mis- Tim Dunst. Tim Dunst ends up picking up the win. Uh, Janela loses. He she was cool because they were both at the top fighting over it, and they like mm-hmm. unhook it at the same time and yeah. are fighting over it. And yeah, he knocks. Well, Jim- no, Dunst has it undone, but it's stuck on the string that it's. Up yeah, there he on. couldn't get it off. And he couldn't right. get it down. Get it so Janela got up there and was trying to. Get it too on this yeah. broken ladder that's barely holding these right. two guys up, being held up by a referee. It was mm-hmm. insane. And then finally, yeah, he get Tim Dunst gets a hold of it. In case you're wondering, they can, they call that belt their hardcore championship is basically what it is, and it yeah. also seems to serve as their middle yeah mid card as well. Uh, they mm-hmm. call it the intense championship. Yeah. And that it is match an was name. yeah, that match was fucking. That's intense. one of the most intense matches I've ever watched in live yeah. person. Like it was insane. Yeah. Um, and then next we got a dog collar match. This was the blood. Between Filthy Tom Waller and Dominic Garini. Yeah. Garini uh, ended up picking the win up at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I oh, was Jesus. impressed with Filthy Waller, though. He was really yeah, good. Uh, yeah. Filthy Tom comes out. Uh, his entrance was WrestleMania-esque. <laughs> he comes out in a dog mask with and it had like a... Wolf mask. Wolf mask, yeah. whatever. Uh, I like to think of it as a dog because it was a dog collar match. So, um, in uh, like a, on a throne, on yeah. these like little wheels, roller that, thing that you would like use in uh, to put the chairs away. Basically, yes. you know what I'm That's talking what about. For, right? Yeah, you stack those, the folding chairs onto right. them and wheel them into a yeah. closet somewhere. To so store there's them. so yeah, there's this fake throne looking thing and. Yeah, he gets wheeled in. They almost fall off the fucking stage on stage it twice. Twice, yeah, because he was kicking the actual the, was kicking him sitting in that chair, and it almost mm-hmm. rolled off the the ramp there. Yeah, um, the ring announcer actually had to get up and help. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this was a fun match. Uh, 
Greeny came down with Dominic came down with all, a couple weapons when he came down. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was a paddle with beer bottle caps on it. Right. One has uh, there's a board with a bunch of um, little snappers that you get at like Fourth of July and you throw at the ground mm-hmm. and they just make little pop poppers rather right. than snappers. And he also had like this. I think it was like one of those plastic pulling pins. That's maybe. what it looked like, covered in them too. Covered in them too. And we're all like, this is not going to do anything. And the first time he hit him in the mm-hmm. head with it, and they actually snapped and popped, yeah. it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And then when he used the board... They flew um, everywhere. I got hit in the forehead with one of them. Right. Yeah, they flew everywhere, and uh, he was barefoot. Mm-hmm. So he stepped on those things barefoot. And the guys, the guys next to me... Um, they the whole time they're like, they ain't gonna do shit. Right. They ain't gonna do yeah. shit. And the first thing when his bare feet hit that, I was like, that fucking hurt. <laughs> right. Like, I don't give a shit who you are. That fucking hurt. I wouldn't have <laughs> like, thought it would have hurt, but it looked. It, it sounded yeah. painful. I mean, one of them, if you step on, I don't think it would be that bad. But if you're stepping on like a hundred of those fucking things all over your foot, yep. that fast from a three foot drop, that's yeah. Hmm. Um. It was, yeah. it was sweet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dominic ends up winning and makes a hell yeah. of a match. From um, there we have the Tag Team Championship, mm-hmm. which is actually my least favorite match of the evening. Yeah. Also, fair to say, I was spent after the back-to-back yeah. ladder. Yeah. about the right before the intermission. That's the one match oh, we're forgetting. We forgot about Big Papa Pong. Yeah, that was the big highlight of the night. We were all excited because we got to see Big Papa Pong right. show up with the peaks for his yeah. freaks. He uh He said he had he had the hookup. He did. And I hollered if I hear heard him, so I hollered mm-hmm. because I heard him. And luckily I'm he from West Virginia him, and I knew what hollered me. He did cut a math promo. Uh but all ego, Adam Page, uh comes out. Ethan. Ethan Page, Ethan Page, sorry. It's okay. Did it's late, dude. Ego? Adam. All, uh, you whatever. said all Adam Page. It is late, Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's, Ethan Page. My bad, dude. Dude, it's almost fucking midnight. It's almost yeah. tomorrow. Jesus. Um. So, but yeah, he comes out with his uh, guy. Yeah. Whatever. And he's fighting. What's that guy's name? I can't remember. Never mind. But it ends up being a tag or a tag match. Yeah, Scott Steiner comes and, out to say from like a double team up, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, says that there's a hundred percent chance that he's gonna fuck both of their girlfriends <laughs> right. tonight. Which you can also sit, find that video on Twitter. It's yeah. really funny. Yeah, yeah, I think we both liked it, and yeah. it's been reshared. And if you follow by uh, now, if you AIW, follow Ethan Page, yeah, he you'll retweeted find it. There it. Too. Um, so it's excellent. It was good. Yeah. But yeah, we got to see Scott Steiner. This was actually probably the worst match of the night because yeah. it wasn't really a match. Right. It was just kind of a brawl. It was just yeah, it was just to get Scott Steiner out there and doing something, yeah. and that's all. But then yeah, then that's they did all intermission, and mm-hmm. uh, they got Scott Steiner uh, yeah, in the ring to pictures. do some pictures in the ring. Whereas mm-hmm. before earlier in the night, he was doing yeah. them off to the side with some autographs and shit. Right. I would have been pissed if I had bought him earlier and then um, found out I could have got him in the. It ring was later. actually for me. It was really cool. I. Oddly enough, when I got on Reddit this morning, my phone mm-hmm. was set for top this hour, which I don't yeah. know how I did that because I never picked mm-hmm. to sort by top this hour. But it was on I was on Squared Circle. The top post was a couple kids that got their picture taken with Scott Steiner meeting him. It was that's the top dope. thing in the last hour, and I was like, "That's wow, that's that's cool." Dope. I mean, this big pop of pump. Well, yeah, everyone loves. 
big pop up. Except for my wife. Yeah. She's like the only one. I know. I think she, she secretly does. It. No, I think she secretly right. does. And she yeah, just doesn't want me to know that she's crushing on the peaks. Yeah. I get it looking at them. Yeah, I don't she doesn't to... want you to know she's he, a freak. He was still in pretty good shape, too. I'm not like... Yeah. He still has some mean, muscle mass for his age. Yeah. He but, didn't move like he did. No, I was going to say, for how muscular he was, he looked shitty, though, if that makes and sense. And thanks to... Uh, Thanks to another fan who sat next to us, mm-hmm. right close to us at the, at the show, BJ and I got a picture of our hands taken with mm-hmm. with Scott Steiner. Yeah, they were sitting right there on the guardrail. And you can even see my wedding ring reflecting the light back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guarantee, you, if we buy the D, when we buy the DVD, we're gonna say when because I want to buy this DVD. We're gonna be um, all over it because we were front right, row, exactly. Right? So, especially um, me because I'm tall. So right, and I stick out because of the long hair and the beard. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then um, yeah. So the championship. Oh, we didn't talk about the tag. Yeah, the tag championship. We had the production um, versus twins, Mm -hmm. which features Swaggle, which you may know as Horn Swaggle. You may also know as Vince McMahon's illegitimate son. Right. You may also know as the uh, anonymous general. uh, Raw general. Raw general manager. Thank you, BJ. Yes. I'm getting too tired. Yeah. We've been talking for like an hour and five minutes. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. It was good stuff this week, though. Yeah. Um, so this was okay. Um, wasn't much to it. Mm-hmm. We kind of missed out on the ending and we mm-hmm. were tired because Hornswoggle was like right in front of us and he was brawling with one guy while the finish yeah. happened in the ring. And right. We, were we missed kind paying of the finish, paying attention to Hornswoggle. Um, but the production ends up winning. They seem like a neat little group. I enjoy them. Yeah, they were fun to watch. And they mm-hmm. had their manager, who right. also wrestled. He was in the guy first the match. Director. He was in the yeah. first match. He came out with another team in the night. So he mm-hmm. runs like a little stable, apparently. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then I had seen some clips where apparently there are a couple different stables within AIW. Nice. Okay. Yeah, because I've seen a couple like here. There's well, remember, Team Prohibition and No Consequences. Yes, exactly. And so they've got some factions going on yeah. in the AIW world, and as Which you buds cool. know, any of you buds that have listened to any of the right. uh, any of the are fun. any of our old episodes in the Bud Kimes, BJ and I are big fan of factions. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, you can listen to the Bud Kimes for free all day, every day. All of them, every episode is free in the Bud Kimes for nine ninety nine. Even the bonus episode we did on the fourth, we recorded on the fourth of July. We did. It's free. We love America. So yeah, and then that took us to the main mm-hmm. event. Main event. Nick Gage versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. I really tried to get super invested in this match because it was a good match. Yeah. But I was so just done. Mm-hmm. We had already sat through three hours of wrestling. Yeah. And in addition to that, you know, they really kind of screwed up by putting that ladder match and dog collar match back to back because yeah. they both had so much one invested in them. Yeah. One should have went on the before the intermission and yeah. one after. And then after dog it was collar just match should have been before the intermission. It was too much back to back. And then we were just the, and the crowd was dead for the last match. And yeah. except for a handful, I was going to say the entrances were going fucking nuts. The entrances were pretty good. Yeah. But the actual match itself was just. It wasn't bad. But you had... It didn't, it, was, it just didn't... It was worse because less people overall were making noise, but mm-hmm. the people that were were really fucking passionate for these for two sure. guys, which helped me get invested a little bit more yeah. being that tired, that the guys beside us, the dude beside us, um, mm-hmm. literally just most of the whole, just screaming, and, mm-hmm. and there's people on the other side screaming. Murder, fuck, or yeah. murder death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Murder, murder death, death, kill. kill. 
Which and, is Nick Gage's. Yes, and then you know cheering for hot sauce as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, it was it was yeah it was fun. Um, and it was but, a good match. Mm-hmm. It's just we were so emotionally spent from right. like I said the two back to back the dog collar and the yeah. ladder. That, and this this seemed like almost a almost a passing of the torch match to me. Yeah, like Nick Gage was the veteran. He was the champ. I feel like because uh, Tracy Williams cut a promo afterwards. Yes. Um, and yeah. It seems like, yeah, he's been trying for this championship, and, um... It did truly feel like a passing torch moment. Yeah. Alright, well, since we're running late, I guess the good news is, is that tonight, today, as we continue our Mm -hmm. countdown of the top, well, 100 wrestlers, according to Bleach Report in 2011, today's number 89, Jimmy Snuka, Mm -hmm. and Jimmy Snuka matches, usually you don't have much to say about, Mm -mm. except for the one where he jumped off the top of the cage. Right. So, BJ's match happened first, so go. Yes. Mine was first. Uh, mine was Jimmy Snuka versus Ken Patera. Yes. We've, we've already about. spoken about him, so that's um, kind of neat. He was Is that why you chose it? Yeah. Okay. One of the reasons. Um, I've been trying to... If I see him, I try to do it just to see how they compare. I do, with too. Some I'm just not ones. looking through 20 fucking matches to find no. one, but if I can find one This was in the top 10. Uh, when I, I just put it on YouTube because I was already there. Gotcha. And that's I watched what I mine got. on the network this week, so... Right. Yeah. Um, but Ken Patera is followed by J.J. Dillon oh, yeah. as his manager at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from December 21st, 1979. Yes. And it is a two out of three falls match. I did not know it was a two out of three falls <laughs> match when I first started this. Um, after the first fall <laughs> is when I figured that out. Um, I'm only laughing because it's the second time he's done that since we started watching yeah, the top 100 wrestling matches. Well, here's the thing. Like you put it, it's on YouTube, and it just says the name of the people and the date. It doesn't say anything else. So, yeah, when I'm 12 minutes in and I get through the first fall. Um. So anyway. Yeah. No, I get it. I'm just. Um, it's funny. Yeah. So starting off, um, both these men are fucking huge. By the way, uh, the commentators note that Ken Patera. And I mean, this could be 1979 hoopla, okay. but they they say that Ken Batera was the first American to be able to lift 500 pounds over his head. I find that hard to believe. In 79, 500 In 79. pounds. Uh, uh, maybe. Oh, you don't get. Doing, I think he was American. Not, oh, I guess he is. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, the first American. I mean, I guess that is pretty. I don't know. I'd be interested to look into that for some fact checking. But yeah, anyway, that's why I, I mean, I took you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's wrestling. I, just, I mean, yeah, because it is wrestling, and they tend to overhype that thing. Yeah, but... they like to make you know, guys that are like mm-hmm. six eight appear to be seven. Exactly. So yeah, so, I get it. Um. So yeah, but anyway, so for the most part, this match was pretty slow. Um, but when Snicka made his moves, I liked them. Um. So, the first fall, I'm just going to go pretty much through the endings. The first fall was kind of stupid, mm-hmm. like they usually are. Um, Snooka tried to go for a roll blow-up. Patera countered it into another roll, but he ended up with, like, half his body on the fucking ropes. Oh. And the referee was the worst referee I've ever seen in my goddamn <laughs> life. Worse than okay? Potato? Dude, way worse than Potato. <laughs> um, he barely hit the mat. It was... Like, oh. but if you can hear that, that's how hard he was hitting the mat. I like, don't know if they can hear that. Exactly. That's my point. Um, you should be able to hear that shit. 
No. And then on this thing, like, dude is, you can tell he's on the ropes. Like, Snuka can, is almost under the ropes. That's how far oh, over wow. Patera is. Wow. And his body's facing out the ropes. And the ref doesn't care. And the ref is, he's got his face down at Snuka's shoulders. Like, his chin is on the mat looking at these shoulders to make sure that he, he does not see, see that. It was bullshit. When they overdo it to that level, it's too yeah, much. Yeah, it was just too much. Um, and I mean, it's 79, but the, yeah, no, it was horrible. So Patera gets the first fall. Right. Um, Snuka takes over in the second fall. Uh, he goes for, or it was a fun little thing here because Patera goes for another pin about two minutes into the second okay. fall. And he tries to put his foot on the ropes, and oh my god, the referee finally sees it and makes him stop. So at least that happened yeah. that time. Got it back. Um, but then Snuka goes for a small That's just package. standard. That's standard storytelling for right. early wrestling, stuff exactly. like that. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So um, Snuka goes for a small package, gets it, wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second fall. Um, there's some back and forth, a lot of fucking rest holds in this. Finally, J.J. Dillon gets the distraction. Snooker gets thrown outside the ring. Um, Patera comes after him. Dillon gets in between. Ten count. They both okay. got counted out. Gotcha. No one wins. Um, I mean, it was just... It was a very slow match. And like I said, the the moves that Snooker made were good. Yeah. They were very smooth. Um dude had some hops i'll say that he he could get five foot off the ground standing right like burying his knees he he was a big flyer um overall i would say okay wrestling wise he should probably be lower on this list um at least below owen maybe a little further Mm mm-hmm but I understand why he is where he is on the list because without him, you don't have Owen. Right. He was this innovator of these high flying moves. Absolutely. He was doing things even in 79 that they hadn't seen. Right. He's jumping around. He's doing these picture perfect drop kicks to the guy's fucking forehead. He's jumping over people that are still fucking standing up. He's doing all these moves off the ropes that like Patera tried to hit a double axe handle and it was one of the worst things I ever seen. And then you see Sucker go for something and it's just amazing. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, bell to bell compared to newer guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he holds up. Okay. But innovator at that time period He's probably where he belongs. So you think? So you think? Um, so you you do think Snuka was better than Patera then? Oh yeah. Did this match out of curiosity, mm-hmm. just because I haven't really thought about going back and looking for matches with guys we've already seen, but I do like yeah. the thought process that you have there. Yeah. Did it at all change your opinion of Kim Patera? Um, seeing a different match of his now and experiencing him from a second one. Because I will say quickly. Mm-hmm. My opinion's changed on some people I've watched more matches from since we watched. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I do think Patera's a little better than I thought he was okay. in the first place. Cool. Um, he did some good things, especially with a better wrestler in there with him. I'm sure that so, helped. Who, who, yeah. Do you remember who you saw Patera face by 
Just out of curiosity. If you don't remember it's cool, I was just curious. All right. Yeah, it's in notes either in the book yeah, or phone, but either way. All right, so any final, uh, yeah, anything final on your bench? Mine, All right. Uh, mine will be super quick, too, actually. What number was Patera? Um, number 92. Okay. Yes, 92. Um, so mine was from... Okay, let me step back. Mine was on a show called Super Tape 92. That's what it was, was Super nice. Tape. We were talking about this earlier, and I yes. thought it was Slam Tape or Tape right. Slam. or so It was Super Tape, nice. that's what it was. Super Tape 92. So what I... The impression I, I gathered is that this is a... VHS, a collection for VHS of various matches throughout 1992. Okay. And the match that I watched was uh, from, well, the date was 227-92, and it was Jimmy Snuka versus The Undertaker with Paul Bear. Um, Beginning of the match, Snuka turns his back to The Taker, and Taker immediately takes advantage and attacks him from behind, beats him up. Um, I couldn't help but Okay, so this is 92. I'd assume by 1992, most of the... um, It was really well known with Jesse Ventura and uh, Gorilla Monsoon for their um, sexual innuendos and their commentary. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't help but notice Gorilla in 92. Like, I'm still like, it's 92. I can't believe they're still doing this. Yeah. Uh, The one that really got me was Gorilla going on about The Undertaker's package for a moment. (laughs) Um, But what he meant was he has the total package, is what he meant. He he said before, like, he's fast, he's... But what stuck out from the whole thing was, I really like his package, basically, Mm -hmm. is what really stuck out from Gorilla. Um, And here's the thing. We all know now, Austin Aries has the best package. Right. We learned that. Right. Like a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also noticed one of my biggest takeaways from this match is I kind of forgot how good Paul Bear really fucking was at mm-hmm. what he did. The facial expressions he's making outside during this match are mm-hmm. just the shit, dude. They're oh, yeah. fantastic. Um, Snuka tries to come back at one point because the Undertaker dominated the whole beginning part of this match. Snuka does try a quick comeback with some chops and headbutts. Uh, I've taken it by this point, 92. That's pretty much all Snuka's got left in the tank. Uh, you can kind of tell his legs don't seem like they're very strong underneath him. He don't look like he can do the high-flying shit. Like, he's beating himself up at this point, mm-hmm. 92, and he just can't go like he did. Yeah. Um, See, and he was young in my match, 13 Now, years. he did some more higher, like, high-flying type stuff. He did mm-hmm. do some stuff. Um, he went for a couple top rope moves. He never really landed anything mm-hmm. off the top rope. Um, he did, uh, at one point, he ducked under a uh, clothesline from the taker, bounces off the ropes, he comes back and he's trying to do like a splash, slash, I guess, cross-body press. Yeah. And the Undertaker dumps, dumps, ducks, and he goes flying over the top rope. And Snooka's trying to get back in. The Undertaker grabs him and suplexes him over the top rope back into the ring like a vertical suplex. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I liked about this so much was when Taker picked him up, he took a couple steps back while he's holding and falling. And so Snooka falls all the way on the other side of the ring and it just made it even they made it look more impactful from mm-hmm. just moving him that far across the ring. Like it was pretty nice. cool. Uh, it just made Undertaker look stronger, even though all he did was stumble backwards as he was falling, like, literally. Nice. Uh, it made him look better. Um, Snuka, again, gets knocked to the outside. He uh, comes back. The Undertaker looks like he was going to try and grab him and do another vertical suplex back in, but Snuka fights him off this time. 
Um, this was actually really fucking impressive. Just beautifully, quickly, like seamlessly, just this quick little hop off the apron onto the top rope, springboarding into a crossbody splash. Uh, Undertaker catches him, almost drops him, gets him up, tombstone, one, two, three, Undertaker wins. Mm. Um, I am with you. The little offense he got in, even in 92 when he did get it in, was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it was smooth, it was swift. I mean, um, I've seen a lot of Jimmy Snuka matches. Right. He too. moves like fucking Randy Orton moves now. Like, he has that methodical, uh-huh. quick, smooth, gliding action to him. And it's just, it's a thing. Dakota Kai is another person recently that's been coming on my radar for mm-hmm. her smooth, floaty-like movements like Snuka had. Um... I'm with you. Based upon this match, Snooker would be very low on the list, but I also understand that his innovation, um, right. there would be your, you know, you said Owen Hart, but the, I think the most important wrestler that wouldn't exist without Snooker is Mick Foley. Yeah. There would be no fucking Mick Foley. Without Mick That's Foley, with look, that, at, yeah. look at how much stuff changes in history of wrestling without Mick Foley. I mean, yeah, the Hell in the Cell match with Taker alone is so historical mm-hmm. that, that changes the entire... Right. And, and, and he wouldn't that, have had the balls to do that if Snooker hadn't jumped but off But not the only that, but think about this. Do you remember the segment that finally gave WWE a foot over WCW yeah, in the ratings? he won the championship. Yeah. If he was never around to win that championship, w, we might be talking about the That's WCW true. network and not the WWE network. Mm. Maybe. Uh, I still ultimately think WWE I do too. Won. It might have just taken longer. But then again, at the same time, Bischoff might have been able to buy and save it. Might have. That's true. Might have. That's true. Um, so let's see. It could still be going on today. Even even legacy. Um, even with his legacy and his stuff, I would say, I would still put Owen Hart ahead of him. Right. Um, that was my thought. Like Malenko. Yeah. And maybe Ricky Morton. That one's pretty okay. close right there. Maybe more. Oh, I did look. I, uh, Ken Patera was Hogan for me. Okay. That's right. That I makes that sense. Now. Yeah. Um, so. All right. So uh, next week, uh, two episodes from now, oh, yeah. we'll be talking about number 88, who is 88. Oldie Anderson. Right. The first of the four horsemen. And without mm-hmm. actually looking and knowing, I can guarantee you all four horsemen are going to be on this list. Oh, for sure. Oli was the weakest. Mm-hmm. Not that he was bad. He was just a no. brawler, and his um, right. I mean, he he was a, he was a solid brawler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's definitely the least I've seen of all the four horsemen. Yes. Um, pretty I, much all the iterations of all the four horsemen. I will say my favorite he's, takeaway from this is I know that um a lot of the brawlers that I watched later on in life got some inspiration from Ollie, and I do know one of those mm-hmm. guys was Stone Cold. I know okay. he's mentioned nice. that. Um, I've read it or heard it or something somewhere that he's one of the guys that he watched some Ole Man when he started right. to transition after his broken neck when he kind of had to become more of a brawler. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Nice. So, so, yeah. That'll be so, next week. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, hit us up and check us out on Twitter at BudsWW. Mm-hmm. You can get me at Daryl Gun- underscore Guns. Yeah, and you can get me at uh, Beej2004, that's B-W-E-J-2-0-0-4. You can send us an email at budsww.gmail.com. Uh, you can check out all of our previous episodes for free in the Budkais, Budkais. at firesidefm.fm or uh, anywhere you find your podcast, pretty yeah. much. iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, Podcast Addict, etc., right. etc., etc. 
Um, like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your Great, friends and do enemies. Those things. Do tell it your all. Enemies, do and uh, yeah, do let us know if there's anything in particular you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we always know. have. Uh, and if you ask us a question or leave us a comment, we'll make sure to shout you out on on here on the podcast. So uh, maybe. I guess until if you're run, good, if you're good, if you're a dick about it, we're gonna call you out on the podcast. Well, I mean, this is you know rule number one: don't be a dick. Well, I understand that, but Which if they are a dick, we'll call them out. Yeah, we're gonna tell. We're gonna you're we're gonna bring up your name and tell them either way. We're gonna tell all the you'll be internet dick. fucking famous again. The the point is just don't be a dick, but just no. don't be a dick. Be cool. No, yeah. If you want to give if you want to give good criticism, we'll take it all day every day. Yes. If you're a dick about it, go fuck yourself. That's all I got to say about that. And until next time, that's BJ over there. <laughs> and that's Daryl over there. Peace out. See ya. That's a great way to this episode. Yeah. transition. Yeah. All right, we got to Okay.